You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here in DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Separated your deep ball from everybody else. My deep ball, it had a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. He is your host, Zim Hude. I'm your host, Ace Boogie. We are here today to talk about some news. Zim, what, what news are we here to talk about, bro? Did something happen today? I'm just trying to figure... Did something happen today? I checked my phone. I ain't really see too much going on, but I mean, I guess, <laughs> I guess that there's some new uh, new guy that's coming in. I'm talking. I'm hearing something about a bodyguard or something. Somebody catching bodies off of the office. Right. He's a bodyguard. Right. He said right. nobody's touching Joe. Yeah. Who, who is that guy? <laughs> it's none other than Lyle Collins, people. Lyle Collins signed with the Bengals today. He signed all the way to 2024. Super uh, pump. I've 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 gone through a whirlwind of emotions because me and Ace, have, like you know, we have lives outside of the Bengals, but we've been trying to keep our ear close to this. Talking to people that are well connected, well like directly connected with his agent, directly connected with the situation without imposing, and um. We just been kind of watching this whole thing play out, and I'm very, very happy, very thankful. And whether uh, he would have signed here or not, I'm I'm very happy to be a Bengals. 
I'm very happy to be a Bengals fan. I, I'm just I'm really excited. Like I'm nah, I'm really that's, good. That's facts. I mean, Lyle Collins signing here on a three year deal. I think just really, and I think I tweeted this the other day. If for, to me, to me, it feels like this is the best right tackle that we've had wearing stripes since Willie Anderson. Like some people might talk about Andre Smith and stuff like that. Um, obviously, it didn't work out with Cordy Glenn when they had him. For me, I think that this is the best right tackle that we've had since Willie Anderson. There's so many things that he brings to this offensive line when you talk about physicality. The whole way that this offensive line looks is completely different. They're going to be physical. They're going to be some alphas in that room. There's going to be the glass eaters. And Lyle Collins is a violent player. When you talk about like what Panay Sewell brought, he brings that same type of energy in the passing game, in the run game. He's going to bring that. He's going to bring his lunch pail. And it just really solidifies his offensive line. And then you also get, you know, one of the league's best duos at tackle. You talk about Jonah Williams, who really had a great season last year. He's building upon that. You get to keep him at left tackle. And then you got Jonah on the opposite side. So you have that. You have your, your guard. They still have to figure out the left guard position, whether that's going to be Jackson Carmen that you plug in there for now, or it could be potentially Quentin Spain if they bring him back. But the offensive line is set, and this was a move that needed to be ha- that needed to be done, essentially. Like, not necessarily like Zim is saying, like, if he chose not to come here, it wasn't the end of the world. But from the Bringles perspective, this wasn't a guy that you could let get away, right? Especially when you took the gamble without sending them any kind of pick for him to get released. You had to kind of close that deal. And obviously there were a lot of people involved with closing this deal. And the Bengals were able to close that deal with Lyle Collins, bringing in another former LSU player, bringing in somebody that is extremely talented. I wanted the kid back in 2015 when we took Cedric Obwehi. For obvious reasons, we couldn't do that. Uh, But now he's a Cincinnati Bengal for the foreseeable future. And the Bengals have some veterans and some guys with war rooms on that offensive line. And they're really going to be able to do a lot of things, not only in the passing game, which Zim has talked about this all of the time. They've really only had, you know, limited time to get passing plays off. That is now potentially over. They had limited, you know, success within the run game. Now that is potentially over. And this is a dude that fits Frank Pollock's scheme perfectly. There was no better person that the Bengals could assign in my eyes that's already familiar with Frank Pollock, his coaching style, his scheme, other than Lyle Collins. And he's only, what, 29? So they're going to have this guy uh, for a while. And that kind of fits the formula of what they've done in free agency with getting these guys on the right side of 30, right? Because Lyman can play for a while, right? We just saw Big Wit retire at 40, uh, but these guys can literally play. We just saw Trent Williams last year play like he was the best, not even play like he was the best left tackle in the league last year uh, in his mid-30s. So that's what this really means for this team. Um, It's a hell of a signing for them. I think that it's a great response to the rest of the NFL and the AFC who were all loading up. You know, I feel like when Mike, uh, when uh, Michael Irvin said it, he said the rest of the league should be scared as hell for the Bengals to get an offensive line. And as soon as everybody started scrambling, what have the Bengals done? They're going out and they're getting the offensive line and they're really making it so that they really don't have any deficiencies on this team. Like a lot of the guys that they needed to get and fill in the areas, they have upgraded in. If you talk about Riley Reef. Uh, versus Lyle Collins, much respect to Riley Reef, 
but Lyle Collins is a slight upgrade over him, and he's younger, right? So they've gone and done these things, and now it's being said by our good friend, a friend of the show, uh, Butch Jeff Hobson, that they're even potentially going to bring Larry Ogunjobi back. How big would that be? Because we all talked about three tech and all of that. We brought back Eli Apple. So like really the Bengals are positioning themselves after this free agency to go into the draft and take best player available. And like for me, um, I'm kind of on the, the early train for this. But the kid from Michigan, I hate that, you know, he had to go down the edge rusher from Michigan, first round talent. Um, I think what exactly is his name, Zim? I don't want to butcher his name. Uh, Ojibo. 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 Hey, I just posed that to my my boys. Shout out to my boys. I just did the show with uh, Dale Altman over there. Um, um, Bengals and Brews podcast. Great, great guys. Great show. Great, yep. great, show. great um, cast there. That is a real question to me because I know that we're all talking about uh, all of these different um, uh, players that we want the Bengals to go get, uh, all these players that whatever. But tell me this, riddle me this. What is a, what is a position that's up for grabs on this team right now? Like left guard and arguably cornerback too because, you know, Eli Apple is just brought back as another insurance policy as well. But, you know, worst case scenario – you don't have to address corner, you know, first round in the draft. You could come back with a second round corner that could compete with Eli Apple as well. But CB2 and left guard, right? Yeah, CB2 on left guard for I, me I, would be what those are. Aside from that, I mean, you, you talk about uh, contracts coming up later. You talk about um, different uh, guys that might be coming up. Uh, I know Logan Wilson's name have, have been brought up and everything like that. So the linebacker from Michigan, to me, kind of like in a, a Jeffrey Simmons type of situation or whatever. Like a lot of times the top 10 talent might, you know, just fall right there into your lap because of the circumstances. And and I tweeted a tweet, and I think everybody was panicking last night to say, man, we, we Bengals don't ever sign that. And I was just like, everything that's meant to be is 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 just, is just going to be. It will be. And that's a situation where, the cards and the stars kind of align up where there aren't many teams in a position to take on, you know what I'm saying? Like there aren't that many guys that take on that type of uh, uh, responsibility to draft a guy that you know can't play the whole entire first year. Now, now he could come back in six months. I don't know where that timeline lines up, but, but, but there aren't that many people that are in that position to do that. The Bengals, I feel like, are when you start talking about their uh, now. I I kind of would put them at edge, but you know it's a tweener line, linebacker type of thing. But check this out: Jordan Evans comes back, Marcus Bailey, Joe Bocci, who showed he could ball. You got uh, King Davis Gaither coming back, Logan Wilson, and Pratt. Yes, so sir. so you don't really have to play them. I appreciate that, uh, big, appreciate Cincy. that big Cincy. Big Cincy. I I remember our conversation. Or whatever, but you know that ultimately, I, I commend you. I appreciate you. We don't have to go into that. I appreciate you. Um, sure. But but for the most part, that that's all. It, that's all it is. I feel like there's going to be very few teams that can take that chance. And that's not to be like arrogant to say that. Well, the Bengals got enough talent, and we don't need nobody. Uh, you know, for this first year. But they did work this free agency. They right. they they signed all their needs, and now we're going to the draft to just go get our talent. If if they stop free agency right now. I wouldn't care. I'd be all right. We could go. 
I'll take that money out. We could roll that over into T. Higgins or Joe Burrow next year. I'm really, I'm really at that point where I'm, I'm good to go. Yeah, I think we're definitely good to go. Like you said, uh, there aren't really many holes in this Bengals roster, and you're only going to stack that talent on top of it. I think the kid out of Michigan would be a welcomed addition. I think, like you said, this is a situation where he could come into. He wouldn't right. have to rush back from that from that uh, injury, right. right? Like exactly. even if he wanted to take eight months instead of six that's a possibility right because we got joseph osai we got um our man khalid kareem we got hendrickson like that's just stacking your chips and i think just from a value perspective to be able to get somebody like that uh in the second or third round just because of the injury that's a first round talent it's just a no-brainer like for me but honestly i trust them to do whatever the right move is whether it's him whether it's a corner at 31 like they're just going to keep stockpiling in. The craziest right. part is it's going to get even crazier. Yes, Duke is definitely activated. Shout out to Duke Tobin for sure, playing chess while everybody is yes, playing Yes, sir. Uh, Duke, hey, Duke, Duke took us to that strip club last night. I was talking about, <laughs> hey, let me, let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you something. Now, uh, uh, what's his name? Now, I say I'm done, but I'll be like, hey, Stephon Gilmore. Hey, 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 I got I, I got a couple little bucks for you right here. It, it might not be what you was thinking, but hey, 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 you want to get this? Hey, hey, come on here, buddy. Come and get a you, ring. You know, like, so so you got that. You got that's, that, too. That's the selling point. Like, obviously, the season hasn't played out or any of that, but that's your selling point, right? You just went to a Super Bowl. You just signed Lyle Collins. You got the Migos. You got Joe Mixon. You got the defense. Why not? you know, come to Cincinnati. And that's what the pitch is now. Like Joe Burrow, we just talked about it before the show. It just came out that Joey B invited Lyle over, I believe the night before to help close the deal. Like that's something that Joey B is as a recruiter. Like that's a whole thing that's going to be completely different when it comes to these Cincinnati Bengals is people are going to want to come to Cincinnati and play with the this talent and they can see the vision and they can see the potential. So shout out to Dustin Croft for that one, though. I appreciate the comments. We also have 569 people watching right now. Please hit that subscribe button, bang that like button. We truly appreciate that. Subscribe to both of our channels, Zim Hudes, as well as mine. We appreciate all of this. I'm going to go through some of these comments just to get back. That is the wildest comment I've seen in a very long time by Russ ENT. That was that's crazy. I'm glad you didn't super chat that one so that we didn't have to read that one live. But that that was really cool. I I mean, not cool, but that was crazy. Somebody asked, and I'm going to send this to you, Zim. Wendell Brown asked, do you think this gives the Bengals a top 10 offensive line now? A hundred percent. And anybody that's telling you it's not. Me and Ace just talked about this before we got on the air. Anybody that's telling you it's not, it's because they're just fa- they're fixated on actually like big names and stuff like the Vernon Armsteads of all season and stuff like that, where there's a lot of risk involved with that. The one thing that's happened this all season, and I don't think the Bengals front office gets enough credit for this, is that we're very good. We talk about Duke Tobin. They're very good at evaluating talent, guys that are playing and 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 had their head straight into just playing football. Where I think it matches up with the Midwest appeal, you know, like the the like the citizens. And um and so anybody tell you it's not a top ten time, either they don't watch football, they don't want the Bengals to win, or um they're just paying attention to like big names. If we're talking about performance from a PFF standpoint or any metric that you could name, all of our grades, all of our guys at every single position uh, grade out top 10. 
And, and I think them in cohesion, those five playing together, like on that type of line, I mean, it, it might be a top three. And then you combine that with the fact that the skill positions that are there, it's just – it just makes it such a hard battle for any team. If you think that you want to bring extra pressure or anything, like I just don't even I, – I don't see there's a world where any of those guys can live in it. And the number one thing that people don't talk about is what about the run game? We've never seen Joe Mixon. I can't wait to talk. I can't wait to talk to Joe. Hey, bro. I can't. Hey, look, 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 look. So, so, so I'm gonna be so. Uh, yeah, I gotta talk to my boy Mixon very soon. But he ain't never had a line like this. I just leave it at that. And if we talking about like just the run game and controlling a football game, I just feel like there. I just I don't I don't see another. A lot of teams always come with a really good offensive line, but they never match it up with skill positions. So you like when the Titans or like some of these teams that are like predominantly just run game, like even the Ravens or even the Browns, they have all a, a very good offensive line at at different points, but they never pair it up with a Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Jamar Chase because it's almost impossible with the amount of money that you have to play guys. It's right. a testament to how good that they you know they drafted. Mm-hmm. I just the only I mean I. Can someone tell me an offense that they can see? I mean, I, I think the Tom Brady championship Bucks teams, even, you, you know, like those those offense lines, a lot of those guys are older. And then from a skill position group, those are older guys like Antonio Brown that you're counting on to be like really, really good. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 22-year-old guys, 1,000-yard receivers in their prime, pair it up with also all offensive linemen under 30 years old, also paired up with one of the best running backs in the National Football League over the last five, six years. Right. Like, where, what, where, where have we ever seen that? Like, the greatest show on turf or something like that? Like, when does that ever happen? If you go look at Tom Brady's best teams, the ones that he had where Randy Moss was the, the big, big weapon, it was Randy and Gronk and a couple of other guys here and there or whatever like that. I just don't know, like, I've ever seen a team on paper assembled like this prior to a season, and we haven't even gone to the draft. Yeah, we have. They just came from a Super Bowl? Like, I don't know. And they didn't even have Gronk back there. I think that was uh, Randy and Wes Welker. So, like, that's – Right. Yeah. They didn't – I don't think we've ever seen anything like this. Like this? Like you said, the greatest show on surf is probably the closest thing that I can think of. But, yeah, I don't – this is different, bro. Right. I'm I'm trying to think. Like, like where where, where does that exist? Because even – even I think about like the Panthers Super Bowls, like mm-hmm. Cowboys, nineties Cowboys, nineties Cowboys, probably nineties Cowboys for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. So let, let me rephrase it. I mean, even I, I think about some. I don't think they won a Super Bowl though. Like I think about like some of those old Warren Moon teams, even the old Dan Marino teams with Duper and, and and guys like you know like I'm thinking about all the times that it was a good offensive line matched up with that, and then the guys just actually went to won a Super Bowl. Like I'm just like. Sometimes these teams that people assemble, mm-hmm. they just don't – they don't ever turn out like we think they are because right. they're basing hope on people. There is no hope with – like <laughs> like Joe Burrow is – he is the guy. Jamar Chase, you know, like these guys are – they are it. It's not like we're pairing guys and we're bringing him and saying, man, I hope this works out. Like this maybe is, the, I'm, so I'm the offensive line. So maybe the offensive line. I'm just going to say it for you now. I mean, I think this already was one of the scariest offenses in football. I think they just became the scariest offense in football, like, undisputedly, like, 
coordinators are going to be losing sleep. You just open this offense up so much because them. I think you did a great job of hitting on it. Like people that don't watch the Bengals and didn't watch this offense, they didn't realize that the offense wasn't super consistent. Or they also didn't realize like how limited they had to make this offense because of the offensive line. Now those limitations are taken off because now you have stability from the offensive line standpoint. So like you said, now Joe Mixon could run crazy on you, which this is probably the best line Joe Mixon has ever had in his Bengals career. This guy was drafted in 2017, right? Um, as we stand today, this is probably the best one that he's ever had, right? And even with those issues they still were a top offense Joe Mixon was still a top running back and so you literally just made this offense that much better and essentially I don't know how you're gonna stop us bro I'm just gonna be real it's not being cocky or anything like that when you just look at the talent that this team has them bringing in Hayden Hurst, who I still think is being slept on whoever they add in the shot shout out I to Raven. Shout out to Ink Raven. If you guys, you know, so Ace put me on this guy, Ink Raven, ultimate uh, Ravens fan, but also the realest fan. He yeah. did a, a YouTube the other day where he talked about the plight in the in the journey of Hayden of Hayden Hurst. Yeah, and he uh, he he just a hundred percent was like Hayden Hurst is going to do very well in this offense. Yeah. and uh, you know, and I and I had to go back. I we even made hype videos. We did a bunch of stuff. So, um, you know, and I went back and I looked. I'm like, man, this dude is a lot better yes. than this. And it's just, he's almost like a victim of circumstances. And mm -hmm. I don't want to be a homer and say, like, you know, like this guy, man, no, but it's different. Hayden Hurst playing for the Browns, mm -hmm. for example, or somebody versus Hayden, or let's just say the Ravens versus Hayden Hurst playing for the Bengals in a one-on-one -on -one situations every single snap. And the thing, the thing, every single snap, is, like what? He was behind Mark Andrews. He was behind. Right. And then he Pitt. got injured. And then he got injured. So you can't even like really, and this is a guy that was a first round draft pick. There's a reason he was that. And so and do you not, do you not, do you not mean drops Hayden Hurst's headed in his whole entire career? Run him. Four. Do you know how many drops that CJ Uzama had this past season? Run them. Four. So Hayden Hurst in his whole entire career. I know another drops. thing. I know another four thing drops. Hayden Hurst did that CJ never <laughs> did. I know another thing Hayden Hurst did that CJ never did. The 500 yard season with six touchdowns. CJ never had that. Even because somebody asked me on Twitter, when has he ever matched the game that CJ had uh, against Jacksonville, right? And I was like, you know that CJ's never matched the season that Hayden Hurst has had, right? So that's just let that's no shade to CJ or any of that, but don't sleep on Hayden Hurst as as a player, as a prospect and talent. Uh, my man Victor Pate twenty four here that appreciate the super chat says I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Hopkins and Trey Waynes agree to lower their salaries and bet on themselves. Uh, we'll have to see, man. I don't know if that means that they'll be back with the Bengals. Um, but I would expect that the Trey Wayne's um, roster move would be coming soon, especially with Lyle Collins getting done here. So we should see that in the coming days. You almost forget that we still have Trey Wayne's on the roster still, right? Uh, somebody else said that they would um, yet will awaken. I'll just say the last part of it. Appreciate that, bro, for $5. Uh, 
rather have Zadarius Smith to help Henderson? Um, yeah, but I think that Zadarius is going to cost a lot of money there. Like that's going to be, you know, that was one of the reasons he turned down the Ravens. And so with us having Hubbard, with us having Osai, with us having Khalil Kareem, um, Hendrickson, I don't, I just don't see how you could give him, you know, 13 or 14 million. Uh, but I mean, I, on the surface, yeah, that looks good, but, um, how it would be executed. I'm not sure. Uh, Jamie for $5 says, do we think Larry Ogunjobi comes back once he gets healthy or is he done? I think the Bengals, like Hobson said, they're already talking about bringing him back now. You know, I think that there's nobody who is fully aware of his um, medical situation and the type of player that he is other than the Bengals. I mean, he had that injury during the season. And so obviously they should be able to get him back. I don't think that that's going to be an issue. I don't think that he's going to miss the season. Uh, Corey Turner, $5 says, how about Pat coaching these dudes up at cornerback? I mean, that would be dope. I, I don't know um, if it would happen, but it would be dope. I think Pac-Man is a great football mind. I think he's a great player. He's always supported the Bengals. He's supported the city of Cincinnati. Um, that would be dope to see him possibly like intern or something like that, if that's on his mind. I know he's a family man now. Obviously, he's good friends. or He, he talks. Uh, he's a friend of Zim. So, um, you know, we don't know where his his mindset is and would definitely know more than I would. Uh, but uh, I think right now he's concentrated on, you know, his boys, his family, his business. But, yeah, sure. Coaching the dudes up at corner. That would be that would be dope. I mean, don't forget, Burfick was coaching some linebackers now uh, pretty recently. So, hey bro, hey, bro, that would go so crazy. Now, you want you want to get people to hate us like even more. Put Burfick on the staff. Burfick on the staff. That would that would go crazy though because Burfick did like I remember was that you that told me it was like man Burfick out here coaching was that the Shrine game? Yeah, it was a Shrine game. It was, was that like Marvin Lewis, Willie Anderson, and I as well Vontez Bro, can you imagine Burfick coaching Logan Wilson, Pratt, and ADG? Like, oh my God, like people talk about Burfick in the worst way, but when I'm talking about from an instinct standpoint. And just a, a reading the play standpoint, he's he's one of the he's like one of the best linebackers that I, I like. No funny stuff, like no dirty play stuff. Like just let's talk football, right. just reacting to plays. Like I got this Eagles game. I always tell people it's like sixteen tackles. Like they were trying. This is this ain't even that long ago. This is Carson Wentz at, at quarterback. Like if you ever go on YouTube and watch it, like they were trying to get away from him. He ran down everything. Like. Killed them like no, no funny play night. Like they could say they want all they want about dirty stuff, whatever. As far as instinct, tackling, still can't take away like from the player the smartest. Like, I, that's the part of it that I hated is because they talked about that so much, they overlooked how great of a player he was, like outside of that. And it's crazy because I think there's probably still articles to this day on Bengals.com, but Paul Gunther, our former. Defensive coordinator, when he was playing, he used to always say, like, I know that he's going to be a coach. Like, right. the way that he looks at the game, his instincts, his smarts and all of that. Like, so Vontez as a linebacker coach, if, you know, I'm not saying that they do it, but if that were to happen, that would be fire. It would be essentially like how, I think it might be even better, but like when the, the Steelers made Joey Porter their linebacker coach, like, that would be the Cincinnati effect of that. Um, Russ ENC has the $20 super chat. Appreciate that, bro. Cleveland thinks that we're sweating with Deshaun. It's too much orange. I mean, you just had to answer that back in any kind of way because you went out there as the AFC North champion. 
the AFC champion, and you had to answer the bell for not only them, but also the Ravens and the moves that they've made as well. So I think, you know, you had to answer that back with, with getting that line locked up as well. But, you know, they had to answer us going to a Super Bowl and all of that with the trade for Deshaun. So the AFC North, and I've talked about this uh, before, like the AFC North, the prime matchup now, in my opinion, just if you're looking at the whole division, it's shifting for, and it started shifting like almost maybe even, maybe even 2020. I think I said this in 2020 when Baker and Joe Burrow played. It's shifting from the marquee matchup being the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers to it being the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. And people aren't going to be used to that, but that's what it's going to be now, especially with the the Steelers losing Ben and, and trying to figure out that quarterback position. That's going to take away from that rivalry. Now you could make an argument that maybe it's the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals, but now the playing field is a lot level between the Cleveland Browns and the Ravens. But I think that right now the battle of Ohio is just on another level in, in regards to that matchup. Uh, Joseph, Joseph with the $5 super chat. Who do you think they should add now? Personally, Darrell Barnett would be a home run, but an LG needs to be the priority now. Uh, me, I think if we're talking about who we think that they should add now, you already know Treader. Treader gang is still there, but if that's not a, a possibility, I think you go out and get Spain. Uh, I think you can go out and get Ogan Joby back. I think you look at the corner market next week. Um, see, see if you can throw some bargain deals out there. I think uh, Zem also talked about us bringing flowers back as well. Like, oh my God, I, I, bro, I don't know what this market is like, but if they know what I know. Like, bro, flowers, they need flowers. Yeah, they need they a, could get flowers back that, or somebody that looked just like them in the draft. I I ain't seen that guy six three. You know what I'm saying? Like like that animal looking like tall. Killer. That, I can killer. still run like a full five. Like what? Yeah, give me flowers, bro. I yeah, like if you yeah. had asked me before this who you want back first, flowers or apple. I would have said flowers with no hesitation, and that ain't no shot at Eli. I just felt like I could. You, it's you could replicate good outside corner play. But what flowers does to tight ends, I just don't think it's, it's you can't easy. Take to... that, yeah. That's a that's a different thing. Like you said, six three. It's a specialty. Yeah, that's something that he can do, right? You exactly. you know the other person, like sorry. So me and Ace was talking about this. Now hear me out, guys. <laughs> this this one's a little crazy, but he's gone. Mm -hmm. But Cor he's gone now. But Cordell Patterson, mm -hmm. he he saw he would have solved a lot of different things. He's gone, so it's not even really worth us talking about it. But. The Bengals uh, do need a return specialist, but they also need a wide receiving threat. And, oh, we don't really like Piron as much. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't – me personally, I don't – I'm not a bit – I'm not high up on Piron. I feel like you can just go get a Piron every year, right? right? So how can you satisfy all three with one person? Cordell Patterson. That would that's, – like, that's kind of maddenish, but mm -hmm. I think, he like, that would have been awesome to see because you talk about uh, matchup nightmares and stuff like – I just can't. Oh my god! Like that. Like that right there. Now we're having fun. Now we're yeah. now we're going crazy. That's facts. Um, Chicken genius, and I just want to hear what the reaction is going to be. And he ain't get paid. Say, that what much, about so. what about Clowny? 
Clowny. Clowny. You want to talk about Clowny? Hey look, hey, look, this Browns dude hit me this morning, y'all. He was like, oh, I see now I'm about to start having fun. Hey, look, this Browns dude hit me. He was like, man, uh, man, wait till we get Clowny back and get somebody. I was like, Clowny? You think Clowny about to do anything? Like, Clowny, like, all right, to be fair, if, if Clowny in a I, – I honestly feel like in a rotational piece <laughs> – would be the only role that he would have with the Bengals. Like that's, I think people are underestimating. Osai already is now on third down. That's going to be your outside edge. Mm-hmm. So where where would Clowney even really? So like you're going to kick Sam Hubbard inside. Don't forget, Sam, Sam um, Cam Sample had a really good rookie campaign. So you got to increase his snaps. And then oh, don't forget, uh, Callen. And oh 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 oh, don't forget, we still going to the draft. And oh oh, don't forget. Jerron Reed and three techs and different guys like that just took took um you know uh, visits here. Like the Bengals still could go get a vet guy and, and bring somebody else in, but uh, overpaying for a clowny like nah. He, he he would have to go, if he wants to get money, which I think he probably does. He needs to go to a bad team like he's this right team. Supposed to, I think he's supposed to, to be signed back with, to, to Cleveland. Which get, I think get, that was that was a good move for him last year. As much as much stuff, and this was never about. But for me and you, this was never about him being on the Brown. We haven't liked Clowney in a long time. That was a famous ever. If you've been watching us for a long time, <laughs> you knew exactly what Zim was talking about when he said it like that. Right. And speaking of talking to us for a long time, let me let me just tell this. This is not us being arrogant or anything. I'm just gonna speak and say some stuff for me and Ace. Our job, what we do, is a very unique position amongst the Bengals fan base in my eyes. We have never claimed to be reporters. We are not here to dabble in, in, in people's finances and stuff like that. I don't believe that's the role that Ace wants to take. I don't believe that's the role that I want to take. So, but but let me tell you guys this. If you ever see us speaking on stuff involving players, think about it. Name me another pod from, from, from our Cincinnati community that has had more guests on their show, whether it be a coach whether it be players, whatever. You can name anybody you want. Like, we've interviewed every single person. And this isn't like to compete with anybody like that. It's just to say that to think that we're not in contact with players or to think that we're not in contact with, like, staff, security at the at the, at the thing. I'm literally at the stadium. Like, all these different things that you guys are seeing me. Or, you know, like, we've interviewed fathers, moms, everything. We're very well connected with that, but in a lot of that, I think is because we're doing it to make sure that we give you a more realistic approach to our show and what the expectations are for Bengals fan. I don't know anybody that really talks to this many players that have been here before, whether it's AJ Greens of the world or Carl Lawson's that we've shown you all these guys. Like these are guys that we talk to all the time. So, you know, I just want to say that, like, if we speak on stuff or we talk about it or whatever, like, it's because we talk directly to people. Oh, I thought somebody said something about which one. Um, it's because we, we're, we're dealing directly with these people. So we're not here to get followers from breaking news or anything like that. We're just trying to keep your ear, uh, you know, intact with all the, with all of this stuff. Hold and, on. Is Gary in here? Is Gary Owen in here watching this? Gary need to be up in here. Gary, Gary, Ace was at your show last night, and you ain't let my boy come up. You ain't let my boy come up backstage or none of that stuff, bro. 
He was hilarious, though. He was hilarious. I was glad to support him and Mike Epps, man. I, I told him uh, after we did the show, because I saw that he was coming down here, go. and I was like, I got to gotta hit him up. Uh, Derek Gary, and, and, and Gary, and Gary, I hit you yesterday. You asked me a question. I said, hey, look, we need to go to that source. And I hit that same source, and then I, I tweeted something. So shout out to Gary for, like, yeah, had you not had Gary not had Gary not asked me that, I probably wouldn't have even went back. But that's that's a testament to like how I feel like we stay, you know, with this. We we find other Bengals, uh, people that actually happen to be legends that you know that that have a vested interest in the Bengals, and we like to keep it, you know, realistic. Like we want our team to win, but we love the players and all that stuff too. So shout out to Gary, always, always showed us a, a bunch of love and I probably wouldn't be sitting here with all the people in here and H probably wouldn't be even if it weren't for for people like uh Gary Owens supporting us and letting people know a, about us. And he had a heckler at the show. It was me in the back. I was I, <laughs> yeah I was I'm I'm still a little pissed about the Super Bowl. Me and Gary were supposed to run on the field together. He told me I was gonna borrow the robe, all these different things didn't happen. So yeah I heckled your show last night Gary. Sorry. Them, uh, it is Owen, not Owens. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 look, for real, if one more person outside of it, if you're a Cincinnati fan and you say Burroughs with an S, I'm going to give you a pass. But if you are up and you say Joe Burroughs with the S, like, I'm going to just leave, I'm going to leave the room because I want to fight. <laughs> like, I do not like that. Like, I don't know why. Right. Like, bro, stop messing my man name up. Are you certain? Are you certain? Which is about to ask me, what's up? Nah, nah, nah. It's all good. Yeah, Gary did serve up that dude last night. On For real? He had a real. He sauced him up. He sauced him up last night. See, that? that's what I live for. That's what you come to the shows for. Yes, sir. For real live hecklers and see who, like, that. Like you ever been to a, a, a comic show, a heckler comes in and then they freeze up and they fold? So the fact that Gary freestyled and it just aired him out like legend. Oh, yeah. How about Joe, how about Joe Burrow? How about Joe Burrow taking Lyle Collins, pulling the pulling the car, say, "Hey, pull up to my house. Let's get the let's get the fan together. We're gonna get this thing together." How about Joey B pulling up and, and closing the deal last night with Lyle Collins? How about that? I mean, somebody said. Now I don't know how reputable this is. This isn't from a source or anything. I don't know if somebody was just being funny, but I think it was somebody that uh, was working at I think like a party city or something. Said that they saw that saw a Bengals employee go and get some cigars or something like that. Like some, I don't know why they would get them from Party City though, right? Like <laughs> they're not they're not smoking on Party City cigars, but I don't know though. We be talking to some of the players. They be I, somebody asked. I think it was mixing somebody else. Like, what's your favorite cigar? They was like, I don't know. Whatever they, <laughs> whatever they giving me. Right, right. Have, I, I've only smoked the cigar three times in my life. One time was in Colombia, and I and it tasted almost like a fine coffee bean. Right. And I don't like smoking cigars, right? I smoked a cheap cigar before. <laughs> it, it tastes like when you were like eight years old and you burnt some paper trying to be cool, trying to smoke like a fake cigarette or something. Everybody, I tell people that. Hey, y'all ever try to fake like smoke something or smoke some paper, like light something early in, like when you were young, pretending it's a cigarette or something, and it tastes like that. So bad cigars taste like cheap. Like bad notebook paper, just and so I you try guys to know. Tell them, man, uh, our man Jeff Ruby is undefeated. Once you get that steak, burrow, you it's come a, it's, a rap. it's a wrap. It's a wrap. It's, it's well documented. Once you my get man steak, Joey, burrow, you're home. Joey B pulled up in the uh, in the in the uh, in the Jeff Ruby in the in the sweats. Did you see him? Yeah, you ain't see him. 
pulled up with the Looney Tunes and the sweats. Like that's legend, like legendary stuff. Like, but see, these outside people, they're not catching that. They're like, why why y'all think Joe Burrow going just win all the games? I'm like, yeah, because he pulled up the Jeff Rubies and sweats. Like, who's right. doing that? Like your your favorite quarterback's not. He's putting on a suit and tie and he and, and he doesn't know how to control the room. Joe just pulled up, like, yeah, I'm here. Right. And it's and it's a wrap. That's why the whole Lyle Collins, I do have a, a a slight message. A lot of times, like it kind of reminds me of like trying to get like a girl or something like early, in, you know, like a lot of people like pressing like Zim, what's going on? What's going? You know, like you know, um, I, I mean, we're gonna get him. And I got to this point where I'm like, hey, hey, bro, 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 like this is Cincinnati for real. Like at this right. point, like whether Lyle Collins comes here or not, I'm we're we're still winning games. So, like, don't think for a second, like, just because you don't get the splash or whatever and, you know, that you don't you, – that you're not going to win the game. And then also, don't use that uh, situation like Lyle Collins not – if he didn't come here to throw dirt or say – to suggest that Teddy Karras or Alex Kappa ain't some real dogs. Like, them some real football player, three rings on their fingers type players blocking for Brady – like real interior line offense. So Cincinnati, we don't need we don't need splash names to 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 garner the the the, the respect from outside influence. They're not going to give us respect anyway. What did we do uh, on, on defense? We went and got Mike Hilton's Von Von Bells of the world. All these different things. All these guys that maybe aren't household names, but they're mm-hmm. super super talented. So when you take Teddy Karras and Alex Cabo and stuff, that in itself. Is fine front office work, and they're gonna do they're gonna do really well and, and phenomenal things for this team. Lyle Collins now adds a whole nother sauce to Zach uh, Taylor's uh, play calling, and it and it's a wrap. It, it's it, it clear. It's truly a wrap. It's that's yeah, it. Speaking of sauce, we're gonna have to send my man the Midwest best barbecue. We're gonna have to get him right. Yes, sir. Tim, because we already know he's probably looking for some places to eat in the natty. And we got to send them the Midwest Best Barbecue. And I appreciate last time when we talked about them, we had some people in the comments talking about giving them love, giving them their flowers. Be sure to check them out. 669 Justice Court in Loveland, Ohio. They're going to give you all types of barbecue. They're going to give you wings, Grippo wings. Y'all know what I'm talking about. If you if you from the Natty, Grippo wings, that's where they sold me. When they said that they had some Grippo wings, that was it for me. They also got had the Uno wings as well. So be sure to check them out in Loveland. Uh, my man Diddy here says that Mike Hilton is on Twitter recruiting Gilmore. Hey, it is what it. I think we're gonna start having a lot of people out there recruiting for the Bengals. And you wanted to say something? No, nah, I was saying Ali said that Midwest is bomb. Is bomb. Yeah, Ali talks to them people. Midwest talk best barbecue. Ribo. You know. Oh, she said I love love the Tim. Yeah, Tim, that's our boy. So yeah, you clearly know what's going on. Um, what I was gonna say, uh damn, uh Grippos. I Grippo wings. The reason why when we went there, I was like, man, I mean, I'm gonna tell y'all, Grippo's so good to me. I had bought a case of Grippos off of like Amazon or something one time. No, no bull. This is like yeah. a year ago. When I did, I had them for the first time. I said, man, these chips are so amazing. So then when I went in there, if y'all, if you've ever had Grippo's, like, period, like chips or anything, go to Midwest Best Barbecue. You, It's about to take it to a whole nother level. You took Grippo's and then you put it with wings. Like, you just, those are, those two things by themselves are fire. So what do you think they're going to be like when you put them together? Um, my man, Keeper Slim for the $20 Super Chat. Appreciate that, bro. Let's run it back. Who they? 
You said something else, something else to catch your attention, Zim. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, dog, it's this guy. All right, so long story short, I, re- I do a Bengals versus Steelers page, and it's an ongoing joke that um, the kid, Snoo, that I run the page with, he's a Steelers fan. And so it, my duty is to go Bengals versus Steelers every week. And I had this joke that his mom, I, I, we don't know what he looks like or how old he is or anything. So right. we just be like, man, he lives with his mom in the basement. And we'd be like, until he converts over to being a Bengals fan, his mom isn't going to make him any lasagna anymore. So it's just like, it, it's like a, a inside joke. If you watch, uh, you follow me on Instagram, it's Zim underscore who they follow Ace on Instagram. It's also New Stripe City. Follow, um, you know, Ace on, on Twitter too at New Stripe City, newstripecity.com. We about to get some new stuff, new merch, and different things working. A lot of craziness. We got, we got some stuff in the works, people. So just pay attention. These next yeah. couple of weeks, we working. We working. Don't you feel like this days. is the timing is? Do you want? To, yeah. The timing. Yeah. Is, no, 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 no. Yeah. But the timing of like, 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 but like right now, like you know, like we're two, we're like two weeks away. We're gonna be doing some really big things, and um. Or yeah, yeah, two weeks, almost two weeks away. So yeah, like two weeks away, and we're doing so. And the timing of this is like lining up so good. So that I think that's really awesome. So please continue to you know like keep on supporting us. Did you want to talk about like uh, Lyle Collins like um, a little bit like just because I know a lot of people want to talk about Lyle Collins before we leave or anything. Did you want to talk about like you were telling me interesting stuff about Lyle Collins history before? how he got with Frank Pollock and how Frank Pollock vouched for him and how that might, you know, whatever. And from a schematic standpoint, mm-hmm. I just wanted to point out the fact that Lyle Collins is going to be offering something different that I don't think the Bengals have had in a very, very long time. I don't remember it from the right tackle. So, like, unless you go back to, like, Willie or something. Like, yeah, I don't. You, you know, yeah, like, on an island, like an island, but, like, he, he really on an island. With whoever out there, it's clips out there on Twitter right now with him in the trenches going to work against very good edge rushers. And I got, I got one. I got. How about this, y'all? I got one. Alio versus Miles Garrett dominated him. Okay, so get it. So we could go back if we want to, like, so you know, like we're we're gonna have some fun. So anybody's asking, well, how good is Lyle Collins? I can put him on an island. It's not, and nobody's touching him. Every you know, like this, this is yeah, like what he say at his press conference. I'm his bodyguard. Nobody touch him now. Nobody that's, touching. That's for real. <laughs> like that's that's for real. Like that's not me being no homer or hyping him up. This is for real. We're not playing. That's fact. So guys, please be sure to subscribe to Zim Huday's YouTube channel, the Zim Huday one. Subscribe to mine, New Stripe City. Follow us on Twitter. Follow him at Zim Huday. Follow me at New Stripe City. We appreciate the support. Uh, but keep it rocking with us. We're going to keep you updated. We're going to give you all of our honest commentary. We're going to give you the insight that you need to have. But as usual, Zim, we're going to end this with a yes. Sersky. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school.